Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to yet another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Today on the program, I want to get into something kind of terrifying. And it's scary for a lot of people. What happens if my stuff gets hacked? Now, candidly, most people aren't too terribly worried about their podcast being hacked and therefore stolen because, I mean, so what? When why would anyone? All those sorts of things. Well, you can't you can't judge this based on your interpretations by the people. Look, it happens. It definitely happens. And so you got to be smart and you got to prepare. So I don't want to, this is not a a scared thing. I'm scared right now because of a reply all episode I just listened to, but that's me. I want to give you, my listening audience, a very simple, easy, elegant way to not have this kind of stuff happen to you. Because I produce podcasts professionally for lots of different businesses, I get to see the way a lot of businesses approach security. And they're kind of scary. But they don't have to be scary. you know. And also, you don't have to do lots of crazy, weird things. I've got a very simple, easy, elegant way for you to make sure that your podcast doesn't get stolen out from under you, which can and does happen. Here's the deal. Everything in the online world, as you know, resolves around an email address. And an email address is the key to solving this problem so that your podcast doesn't get hacked, or at least is significantly reducing the way that it gets hacked. That all starts with you creating a brand new, never before used email address. If you're with the company, as most of my clients are, do not make it at yourcompany.com. Do not use your own domain. Even if you're not a company, I do not think you should make it on your domain. I'll explain why. But again, to reinforce that one, if you have yourdomain.com, that is not the email address I want you to create. Instead, I want you to create a brand new email address on a system that is accessible anywhere in the world, which sounds counterintuitive. Why wouldn't I want to lock it down, Evo? with one of my own internals. Well, and the the real reason for that is I can't judge for the security of your internal domain, but I can judge for the security on our friends at Google. And also the ease of what I'm about to tell you, because it's not as simple as just making an email address. So my suggestion, use Gmail, because it'll let you do everything I'm about to tell you. If you use Gmail, it will let you do everything I'm about to tell you. So step one, create a brand new email address. Now, even by the way, if you're a podcaster and you already have your general podcast email address and maybe you're using Gmail for that and you've given that out to people so that people can send you reviews, people can ask questions and all that stuff, I am not talking about that email address. I mean, 
and I'm beating a dead horse here, a brand new Gmail account just for the purposes I'm doing here. Think of it as a brand new administrative account. And the only thing you should ever get to this account would be administrative type stuff. And the only people who need access to this are those who are doing administrative stuff. You don't give this email address out publicly. It's available publicly, but you don't give it out publicly. You're not encouraging people to use this. This is truly a tool. Okay? Have I beat that horse dead enough? Brand new email address. By the way, while I'm on par with that, don't make it an easy password, please. I mean, kind of a side note here, but if you're not using a password manager, like I like PassPack. I've been a PassPack customer for eight years. That's an amazing tool. You've got to use something like PassPack that generates really secure passwords for you. It's not your standard password. It's not one of the 1-500. It's not OU Sooner 44 exclamation point. No. Use a password manager. Okay, get your new Gmail account for your podcast. Here's another trick. With that same Gmail address, the way I want you to use Gmail is I want you to then forward any email that comes into that box, which should be very limited unless you're just starting out with a podcast. I want you to go in and set up a forward inside of Gmail. Very simple to do. Plenty of tutorials on how to do it. Automatically forward emails from that box into whatever email address you like to use. If there's a several of you, fine. You guys can fight amongst yourselves and who gets it, or maybe you can set multiple up. I don't really care. But you're going to forward any email that come to that box into your existing email so that you can keep track. Because chances are you won't get a lot of notices there, but you might get some. You might get an email from Apple someday that says, hey, we've uh, delisted your podcast. You want to know about that, right? So make sure you're forwarding in the email to your own email box. Okay. Now, once you've created that brand new email address on Gmail or something similar and have it forwarding into your box so that you know that it's working properly, the next step and the most critical step here, perhaps, is every single place that is associated with your podcast where you have submitted your podcast to directories, anywhere else that it's important, change. That means, by the way, if you have created, if you've used Apple's, your own iTunes ID to submit your podcast to Apple, you gotta fix it. So the first place you fix it is you log into your podcast hosting company account. Libsyn, Blueberry, Pinecast, Podbean, don't care. Wherever you have created the, the media hosting account for your podcast, change it to that email address. And while you're in there, use a secure password and redo your password. That's step one. While you're in there, go inside of your settings. And somewhere in your settings for all of those companies, there will be a public email address, which, guess what? Use this brand new public email address. I just said, we're not going to tell anybody about it. Well, we're not. This actually goes inside of the RSS feed, but it's what all of the directories will then key on if they want to send you any information about your show as it's listed in their directory that are going to use that email address. Okay? Change it in your RSS feed to that email address, which means going to your hosting company, which I think you should change that email address. The beauty of this thing is now you've got a single point of entry for those two things. Extend beyond that. Use that same email address, change to that email address everywhere you've submitted your show. Log in to whatever old one that you used previously 
Let's say, let's say that you're also like I am submitting your shows into Anchor and you've just used your personal email address when you set up Anchor. That's a mistake. Log back into your Anchor account. Change the email address from your personal account to this brand new specific email address you've created. And rinse and repeat for the other 17 places you've submitted it to. Stitcher, Spreaker, a lot of these will allow you to log in with Google, your new brand new Google account. Do that. By all means, do that. But on every single one of them, guess what I'm going to say? Use a different password. So why am I harping on all this? I mean, well, actually, let's make sure, let's make sure, let me wrap that up once again. Use the G- brand new Gmail account everywhere for administrative and login purposes. You're not giving this out to guests. You do not want to say on your podcast, hey, I got a brand new Gmail account. No, this is not for public consumption. This is for administrative login type work. Because if in fact you don't do this and somebody is able to crack into your existing email address, they can utilize that information to get inside your hosting account, delete it. They could log into Spreaker if they wanted to and delete your show from over there, change things. You don't want that. Massive mayhem can happen. Could they get in and crack your, you know, into your bank accounts and stuff? Probably not. But so what? I want to avoid you the hassle of having your show taken over by somebody with nefarious ways. Because they can. <laughs> they really can. And we're not talking about bank level security here at these various sources. It won't take much for them to convince. It won't take much for the bad actor to convince the hosting company of your website or your of your podcast to do things because they've got the login. Therefore, they own it. So don't let it happen. Brand new email address, secure passwords, and use it everywhere. That'll help make sure that your password, your podcast doesn't get stolen. I do this for every single one of my clients. I don't have one client using their standard internal email address. It's all brand new. If I can do it for all of my clients, you can do it for your own podcast, right? Right. Questions about this? Email me, evo at podcastlaunch.pro. I launch podcasts. It's what I do. Podcastlaunch.pro. I will be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com.
That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.